Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Talking Bears with you here on Waddle and Sylvie. Tyler Aki and Pat, the designer, in today for the guys. It'll be Sylvie and Jesse tomorrow from 2 to 6 right here on ESPN 1000. Don't forget, we also are leading you into Alabama and Michigan at 4 o'clock, and that's followed by Texas and Washington in the college football playoffs. So you can listen to that right here on ESPN 1000 or download that ESPN Chicago app and take it on the go with you. Anthony is in Dallas listening on that ESPN Chicago app. What's going on, Anthony? Hey, what's up, guys? I just I had a few thoughts um, in regards to the just the state of the Bears in general. So I think the um, the debate or the, the hiring or the firing or the, or the trade in Justin, I think, is a little bit off base. I think um, everybody knows it was torn completely down to the studs last year, yet everybody holds uh, Justin's record against him. Um, like the last caller said, he literally had no one to throw to. The offensive line was in disarray. So, obviously, you're going to have bad habits. You have a first-year offensive coordinator um, in the midst of that. So, you know, 3-13 and 13 is what you're going to get with what you had. Um, I think uh, the fan base is, is quite a bit impatient. Um, you know, <laughs> so, the first year, so the first year is almost like telling you guys, Hey, here's some high speed. Here's a here's dial-up internet in a rotary phone. Do your show, and then we'll 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 make judgments on 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 you guys' performance with with that. So you know we can throw that out the window. This year, you know, we'll let's say we beat Green Bay. Will we beat Green Bay? We're eight and eight and nine. Why are we in a rush to fire or get rid of anybody at eight and nine in the first year of a rebuild? I think we're on the exact same trajectory as Detroit. Detroit was three and thirteen. Ben Johnson was there. Nobody had Ben Johnson's name in their mouth. Um, they were patient with them. They came back eight and nine. Uh, they, they're twelve and four, whatever they are this year. Now Ben Johnson's a hot, a hot candidate, right? Now yep. let's say if they were screaming and going crazy about you know let's get them out of here after an eight and nine or three and thirteen season, much like we do in Chicago. You never, you never see uh, Dan Dan Campbell turn into what he turns into. You never see Ben Johnson because he he, he was he was a part of that three and thirteen team. So I just think that we have to have some patience. I hear a lot of people say, you know, you'll never be in position to pick number one again, but you also will never be in a position, probably nine times out of ten, to have multiple first round picks to build up the to build up the team. Yeah. This is what Paul said. He said he wanted to build a, something sustainable. So if you have multiple first rounds this year, you trade the pick again, you have multiple first round picks again next year. Yeah. That's how yeah. you build something. Probably that's for the foreseeable future pick. too. For yeah. Sure. That's, yeah. Anthony, you know, that, that's how you do that, man. Yeah. Thanks for the phone call, Anthony. Appreciate it there. Listen, I get that, but the, the fact of the matter is like right here and now you have the number one overall pick. Yes. In a draft class that has intriguing quarterback prospects. Sure, like you may ride with Justin Fields and kick the quarterback conversation down the road and you get to it again next year and maybe you do have an extra number one or first round pick in next year's draft too. 
But who's to say that the quarterback class is going to be as good as it is this year, at least the way that it's it's right. built well, we up to be this is, year, yeah. right? Like, we don't know what the quarterback classes are going to look like next year, the year after that, whenever you may need to move on at quarterback, if you need to move on. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a it's a crapshoot. It, it really is, right? Like, you, we can sit here and we can talk about these guys being generational talents. We can sit here and talk about all oh, these guys can't miss. I, my favorite, Ryan Leaf was can't miss. Remember that? Like, they all remember that, right? Like, Ryan Leaf was a can't miss prospect. Uh, Bryce Young was a can't miss prospect. Situations matter. And that, that's that's the thing for me with... Are the Bears building the right situation for a quarterback? And that's why I keep saying, if we build the right situation for a quarterback, guess what all of a sudden happens? You can have Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you can have Trey Lance and give up the world and be like, mm, I don't think Trey Lance really is good, so we're probably going to get rid of Trey Lance. That's and then a one-of-one can... one situation, though, that I don't think any other team could actually replicate. I think you you watch them do it with Jalen Hurts. No, I'm saying, like, draft Trey Lance and ha- not have the mistake bite well, you in the ass. No, well, I think that's the thing, though, right? When you have the team built and you have the system in place, you can do that, right? Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, that did not work out, but we got this guy that stepped in perfectly and was able to kind of save us on that, right? You can move on. And the Trey Lance thing, right? Like, Trey Lance was bad, but Trey Lance really never played. He never got a real shot, yeah, right? So yeah, because of all the injuries and stuff like that. So I think you kind of could could have worked him back into that situation and been fine, but you end up moving on from him because Brock Purdy looks so good. When you have the situation stable, right, like uh, uh, um, what's what's the coach in Jacksonville now? Doug, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson got fired mm-hmm. because he wanted to play Jalen Hurts. Yeah, mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we just paid Carson Wentz. But Jalen Hurts is better. But we can't move on from Carson Wentz. Guess what Philly did? They moved on from Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. They put in Jalen Hurts, and they went back to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, when the system is in place, when the play caller is in place, when things are right, and I know that that situation, the system changed, but they still got a good guy back in there, and there were talented players from that Super Bowl team still on the field, you start to see all of a sudden, right, like, oh, these guys are kind of interchangeable in certain aspects there are guys that transcend that but more times than not systems allow quarterbacks to be what they are yep three one two three three two three seven seven six wills and peoria what's up will hey guys how you doing happy what's new going year. on happy new year happy new year listen i think I, I just want to kind of give a little rundown i think i speak for million, millions of bears fans when i say you know the first five to ten games of the season we were all like oh man What's happening here? Oh, yeah. What do we do? Is it is it Eberflus's fault? Is Fields regressed? The, the team's a mess. What do we do? But just like Detroit came back the second half of last year and was a different team, this Bears team seems like a different team to me and millions of other Bears fans. So I think now we're left with, okay, what do we do? I've listened to a lot of your past callers, and one of the couple of things I, I, I've observed, I think one is we have to look at, if we do move on from fields, if they decide to do that, which I'm not saying I'm completely on board with, you have to look at the last 10 drafts in the NFL in quarterbacks. And you could say every quarterback that was taken in the first round, eh, it's about 50-50 as to whether or not they worked out or not. So it's kind of a lotto ticket. The other thing I would say is this, is that if they decide to stick with fields, and the only way I would say get rid of them is if somebody offers a first-round draft pick for them. If you don't get that, stick with them. But, Will, this is the point I brought up earlier. If you can't get a first-round draft pick for Justin Fields, doesn't that kind of give you your answer? Yes, it does. But I will say this. 
if you would ask that question in the first 10 games of the season, people would have said, no, not a chance. Yeah. But the way he's played as of late, people might say he might be worth it. But this is what some one of your other callers said, and I agree with him 100%. If the Bears decide to stick with him and they use that draft pick, you've got to get him another good wide receiver. We would all agree DJ Moore and him. DJ Moore is a very good to great receiver. Mooney is okay to decent. Komet is decent to good, but if you were to draft, say, this Marvin Harrison Jr. or somebody else, I think that's what the Bears would need. I think what we all fear the most is that when it comes time for the Bears to be on the clock, and all of a sudden they say the Chicago Bears draft Pee Wee Herman from Southeast Rhode Island, <laughs> and you're going, what? Yeah. What? Who is this guy? they got to draft smart guys. That's my yeah. thoughts. Yeah, thanks for the call, Will. Appreciate it. And like, yeah, I get that. Like, you again, the quarterback stuff in the first round, it is a crapshoot. It is like he brought up the numbers. Like, if you look through it in terms of who are the hits and who are the misses, it is 50-50. But you employ Ryan Poles to get it right. Yeah. You brought him in you because do. you think that he can get the quarterback situation right. Yeah. And let him make that decision. Whatever his final evaluation may say, stick with Justin Fields. If that's the case, all right, you're riding with that. But you also live with the consequences that if Drake May or Caleb Williams become great, and we've seen a a pretty good start for C.J. Stroud so far down in Houston, if you missed on those guys and your guy isn't as good as some of those other guys that you did pass on, then we're starting to learn about you as a quarterback evaluator, and that is the most, most important quality that you need as a general manager is how are you going to evaluate and build around a quarterback? Yeah, and I think here's the thing. This is the, the, the biggest part about this is whatever decision Ryan Poles makes, that's the quarterback that we're building around. You're not mm-hmm. going to get a quarterback again. This is your time to get a quarterback or stick with your quarterback. Yeah. Because to me, right, like you're, there comes a point where you just have to build around a guy, right? Like mm-hmm. were there better quarterbacks drafted after Eli Manning? 100%. Mm-hmm. But you don't. You're not looking for a quarterback when you got that guy who's won a Super Bowl and you're rolling through. You're not going into the quarterback evaluation. Are there better quarterbacks that have been taken? I mean, name whatever situation you want to name, but you feel like your quarterback's in place. I'm sticking with that guy and I'm trying to build a team around that guy. I think there's better quarterbacks that have been taken since Jalen Hurts. Yeah, for sure. But guess what? I'm not moving on from Jalen Hurts right now. Like I just, I think that that's the interesting part of what decision is Ryan Poles going to make moving forward. Is he going to stick with Justin Fields and say, "I'm just going to build around"? Because if you stick with him, right, you're riding out two years with him at least. If you stick with him, are you going to go through the next two years and say, "We're building around you. We're going to put this team around you. We're going to put it in place for you to be successful." And if it doesn't work at the end of this two years, we'll let you off. Yep. 312-332-3776. Let's do that at 3.30, actually. We're going to talk about all the different teams right now in the NFL. And if they were in the Bears' shoes and they had the number one overall pick by not their doing, because of a move that they made yeah. this prior offseason, they made the trade with Carolina to get the number one overall pick for this upcoming season. How many of them would be moving on from their current quarterback situation? We'll do that at 3.30. But first, let's go back to the phones. Eric's on the south side. What's up, Eric? Eric. Eric, Eric, Eric is gone. Uh, Thomas in Bartlett. What's up, Thomas? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. What's um, happening, Thomas? I have, I have a concern, but first I'd like to address this Justin Fields thing. In particular, the caller two calls ago, there's a situation with contract, right? I mean, Justin Fields is outstanding athlete. He's doing very well. 
it's just a matter of a contract. And if you think somebody is a rookie quarterback that is as good as him, and you can reset that quarterback room, you have to do it because then you're going to be able to afford other players on your team. So I, I don't know if anybody's addressed that. You know, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, we've um, talked a lot about the, the rookie clock and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's a big concern. You know, I mean, Justin hasn't answered all the questions. He's answered a lot of them, though, and I like the kid a lot. I think he's a, an outstanding athlete. But I sometimes question if he's a one-read quarterback. Um, the reason I did call, though, was if you're keeping, if you're keeping Justin, you're obviously going to keep Eberflus. And my concern with Eberflus is his ability to start a season and be prepared for the start of a season, because I did not see that. I mean, whatsoever. And you guys have intel, and you guys know these things. So I'd be curious what your take is on his ability to start a season and have a team prepared as opposed to being what I see as just a really soft guy that lets players dictate how they start a season, and then they end up getting better through the course of a season, and all of a sudden you look at the Bears now, and obviously Montez Sweat made a big difference. We know that. But come on, the way they started the season with the Packers, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's Eberflus as a rookie coach, and maybe that's all part of it, but if we go into next year, I'd be very concerned you know, how we start a season with Matt Eberflus. Yeah. And, you know, both the points, the contract with Fields and the Eberflus situation, I'll be curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Yeah, th- thanks for the call there, Thomas. Um, in terms of, like, the preparation, like, that's part of preparing your yeah. team. and They looked unprepared to start the season. And maybe that we could kind of foresee some of these collapses that we've seen in games against the Broncos, against the the Browns and the Lions it all comes down to preparation. Yeah. And if you're not prepared for those fourth quarters, and like this team wasn't in a lot of fourth quarters early on in the season, the Chiefs game, not in it in the fourth quarter, the Packer game, not in it in the fourth quarter. And you weren't built for those types of situations. You weren't in it in a lot of fourth quarters last year either. So it's, it's all about the learning process, especially with younger players who haven't been in some of these high leverage situations. And I know you hear the phrase, learn how to win all the time, but these guys just have never really been in those situations, and now we're starting to see them close some more out, but you're still seeing some hiccups when it comes to that Browns game and the, the Lions game this year. Yeah, and I think the the part for me, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm going into the next season with this mindset, one thing. Teams don't care about the first three games of the season. Yes, NFL but, teams no longer but, care about okay, the first three games of the, the season. Here are the teams that don't care about the first three games of the season, though. It's the Chiefs. It's the Bills. It's the uh, the Eagles. Yeah. It's the Cow- Those are the teams that are given the liberty to not care. A team like the Bears I get needs you. to care about the first three games of the season. I get you, but the whole league doesn't care. Like who? But the, the, those the whole be... league is just like the first three games are training camp. Because here's the thing, right? First three games of the season went horribly. If we win that Denver game, we're like, wait a minute, what the heck's going on here? Are we mm-hmm. moving in the right direction? Then we won the week after that versus I don't I don't remember who Washington. We played. Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We win the week after that versus Washington. Justin Fields looks amazing mm-hmm. yet again. Riley, again, I'm not saying that it's right. But the switch flipping after three games, it was like the first three games of the season were preseason. But when you're the Bears, they're not. You're not I get you. They're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the Tampa game, right? That yeah. should have been a situation for you to pounce. Especially, 100%. especially off of the embarrassing loss at home. 
You got your ass kicked yeah. by your rival to open up the season when there was all this buzz and all this juice about your team heading into the year, and you fall flat. That next game should be a response game, and you fell flat again. I agree with you 110%. I'm just telling you how. Think about it. Football around the league looked garbage the first, like, let, to be honest, the first five to six weeks of the season. It was just like, what are we watching? There's so much media. You still see out here. it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just right. a lot more. The NFL has made it to where it's. I think they call it nuance. I I would call it a lot of bad football, but they, they, there's a lot of I guess nuance out there, right? But I think that you just look at the first three games and it's just like you got your butts kicked by the Chiefs, you got beat by the Buccaneers, you got beat by the Packers, and then all of a sudden you go out there and you put up 28 points, you end up losing that game, then you put up 40 the next week. The flip, the the mental switch flipping was just like okay, now it's time to start playing. I think it's dumb to mm-hmm. go out there and not be prepared for any of the games. But I think we just look around the league and just it feels like that's how teams view the beginning of the season yeah. now. Like, we'll just use that as preseason. And it's one thing in baseball where you play 162. Yeah. It's another thing when your sample size is 17. Yes. That you have to work off of in football. Tom's in Griffith. What's up, Tom? Hey. What's going on, Tom? Good question asked you. You hear me? Yep. What's going you. on? Okay. Uh... If they keep Justin, when are they going to pay him his money? The fifth year? So, yeah, so you look at the fifth-year option. Thanks for the phone call, Tom. Um, he'll get the fifth-year option yeah. if he if the Bears decide to pick it up. And then the year after that, you can franchise tag him if you're not fully sold you on lot, it. Yeah. Or you can give him an extension and, and give him the money that you want to pay him. And... Listen, unless we see drastic improvement uh, and the Bears, if they were to sign Justin to a contract, it wouldn't be the record-breaking contracts that we saw Lamar and yeah. Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow and unless Justin Herbert got. Unless he really yeah. amps it up a gear, it'd probably be more in the Daniel Jones category. Which, right it, which is, and I think that's the thing where people are like, but that's still $40 million. It's like, yeah, but the NFL salary cap is a lot higher. Like, you're you're getting a favorable quarterback. You're not paying Justin Fields what number one quarterback, what the top quarterbacks are getting paid if he's not playing like a top quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we know Ryan Poles isn't going to do but that. But is that the right course of action? Like, are, you should be looking to be... It, otherwise, I think when you've got draft picks and stuff like that, like the situation for the Giants, they kind of were too good for their own good yeah. this, this past season. Not this season, but the year before that, where they couldn't draft... A quarterback, yeah, because of where they sat in the draft order. But you also you were kind of in no man's land. Do, do you stick with Daniel Jones? Like, what are you going to do in I, that situation? I, listen, I wouldn't have paid Daniel Jones, but I also no. think Daniel Jones is is woefully a lot worse than Justin Fields is at any point, right? Like, I, I look at Daniel Jones and I'm like, yeah, he's he's not anywhere. Like, if Justin Fields leaves here, he's an NFL starter somewhere else. Mm-hmm. When Daniel Jones leaves New York, he's got $40 million in his pocket. I, like, that's it. He's not starting anywhere else. I think he could. Like, there, I'm not saying he'd go and, and be, like, some elite level. Co- I think he's still, like, one of the 32 best out there. Like, he won a playoff game. Like, let's not take that away. He won a playoff let, game. He played let, fantastic in that game. Let's be real. Is he better than Tommy DeVito? <laughs> Yes, he's like, better than Tommy. Like, DeVito. Is he better than Tommy DeVito? He's Tommy be- Cutlets is putting Tommy on some shit. Halftime last Tommy week. Tommy Cutlets like, put on. Yeah, that's true. Tommy <laughs> just told me he fired his his agent. 
He fired his agent? Did he really? According to Thought Chardon. he did. Oh, well, he might be are, are, there, are there sources on this? Do we got yeah. sources Charlie's on this? Source. Charlie's, Charlie's our source. Charlie's the source? Charlie's our pizza source. We can't go to Charlie for anything outside of pizza. <laughs> Uh, well, do we have an update on that, by the way? Do we have an update on the pizza? Pizza was talked about a while ago. We got a sources yes, uh, near uh, close e- to us. E- Efren is approaching with our order. Oh, yeah, all right. Okay. Let's all go. Right. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, we will oh, have pizza. Oh, we're going to break on the pizza. We will have pizza. And he said he did not fire him. <laughs> he did not fire him. Okay. Glad, glad that's cleared up there. Why did you there. tell me that, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we will discuss which teams, if they were in the Bears situation, would move on from their current quarterback. And I think the number would actually surprise you. We'll do all that when we return here. Waddle and Sylvie, Tyler Rocky, Pat the Designer in for the guys today. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. How many teams, if they were in the Bears situation right now, would move on from their current quarterback to draft someone first overall? Let's say every other team made the trade with Carolina and now as a result have the number one overall pick. Not by their own doing. They didn't bottom out, but because they have Carolina's pick this offseason, they will be the ones... With the first overall pick, how many of these teams would be moving on from their quarterback right now? How about a little music under this? Little, 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 oh, All right, let's, uh... All right, let's start in the AFC. We'll just go division by division here. AFC East, the Miami Dolphins. Would they move on from Tua to draft a quarterback this year? No, I would say no. I think they would consider it. I think it would be like fifty-fifty. With Miami. I think they'd be in the same situation the Bears are in. Maybe, yeah. Um, I think they'd probably be a little closer to sticking with Tua. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Than, but, like, you look at Miami, like, some, like I brought it up earlier. They've got the worst strength of victory in the entire AFC. Like, <laughs> they're not beating good teams. And then you see them go out there and play the the Ravens this past yeah. week and get their asses handed to them. Well, listen, if we're talking about strength of victory, like I, I, we weren't bringing that stat up when Brady was just beating the dog crap. But they were winning <laughs> Super Bowls, They too. were winning Super Bowls. This so, is true. Let's see if they go win Super Bowls. Yeah. All right, next team, Buffalo Bills. I think that one's easy. They pass on. They'd pass, they yeah. pass on. I, I got, the them, I got them sticking with Josh Allen. All right, these next two I think are also easy. The New York Jets. Yeah, they're going in. Yeah, They would draft they, a quarterback. They a quarterback. And the New England Patriots, they will be drafting they, a quarterback they this year. They are in on drafting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right, AFC North. This one's an easy one for me, too. Baltimore Ravens, they would keep their current situation. You mean uh, that uh, NFL MVP that's yeah. coming his I way? Mean, he yeah. locked that thing up Is yesterday. Is he quarterbacky enough for you? I don't know if you saw <laughs> that. Yeah, quarterbacky enough for what you? What do you have, five touchdowns yesterday? Yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. quarterbacky enough, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um and, and let's put in the caveat with a lot of these things. You can get out of your current quarterback contract yeah, yeah, yeah. relatively easily. All right. The Cleveland Browns. Would the Cleveland Browns move on from who? 
one of their four quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Joe Flacco? Draft the quarterback Joe? number one overall. I think the Browns are moving on, right? I don't think you've seen enough from Deshaun, but right. like you know what he was. Do you give that another year? I'd, I'd say I'd lean toward yes, but I think it's not an easy conversation. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not 50-50. It's probably like 60-40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're moving on. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you're moving Rudolph, on. Kenny Pickett. Like, yeah, and, and Rudolph's look good yeah, no, <laughs> in these last no, two weeks, on. but yeah, you're moving, moving on. on. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Probably not. You're well, sticking I'm, I'm with sticking your, with Joe. Your, with I'm, Joe trying, I'm trying there. to figure out uh, where's the offensive lineman for him still. Yeah. Um, this is another interesting one because I think it's kind of a similar predicament that the Bears are in here. Um, actually, this whole division, or at least two of the teams in the division are like this, but the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you moving on from Trevor Lawrence to draft a guy first overall? I, I'm probably not, and I don't think that they are because you've seen... Right, very similar the flashes that Justin Fields has shown here. You've seen the flashes of Trevor Lawrence. Now it goes with him winning more, but he's also had a better team for a while. I would ask you this too. If they hadn't come back and won the playoff game last year, like let's say they get flattened by the Chargers yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything remains status quo in the second half and there wasn't the comeback. How you feeling that? I, I don't even put that in because in my mind, everybody talks about the comeback. And I'm like, but he threw four picks before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, what, he threw four, uh, three, three more touchdowns yeah. though in that second yeah, half. Yeah, I like, mean, like, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't even take the comeback into account. I just look at the fact that you've got a quarterback who has been pretty good in the situation he's in now. I think that he's been very up and down. Very up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, the ups are up. The downs are bottom mm-hmm. of the barrel. So I think maybe you can look at that very similar, but I probably wouldn't move on from Trevor. I wouldn't. You, you move wouldn't from move. Trevor. You, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I would probably stick with Trevor there. How about the Indianapolis Colts? You just drafted Anthony Richardson. You got a very small sample size of him, but he did get injured in every, every single game. game he played in this year. And and I think even I don't know. I I'm not big on Anthony Richardson. Like I get it. He had like some nice games and stuff like that, but like. He's more fragile Cam Newton, it feels like. And I like Cam Newton because of his durability and his strength. So I'm probably moving on there. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm drafting a quarterback if I'm the Indianapolis Colts. The Houston Texans, are you drafting a quarterback? No, I'm pretty good with CJ Stroud. I'm with you there. I like my situation. I like where I'm at if I'm the Houston Texans. And then the Tennessee Titans. That's an interesting one. Will Levis is... I think this is a pretty quick... I think you see some development there, but... if you have the number one yeah, overall I'm probably pick, on. yeah, I'm probably moving on. I like, yeah, I'm probably. Moving Levis on. has flashed in the what was it that first game, but he's been he's been all right this he's year. Been not, okay. en- not enough. He all looks right. like a rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City. Think that one's pretty easy. You're yeah, keeping you're, your guy. You're keeping your guy. Denver. You're drafting. Uh, you have no the, choice. Especially <laughs> with the news no choice now. this week of uh, Russell Wilson. Um, the Vegas Raiders. You're drafting a guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. You are. I'm keeping my guy. I'm probably keeping him, but I. I'm not a Herbert guy. I'm sorry. You're not a Herbert guy. I'm not a uh-huh. Herbert guy. It just. Lot, he looks a lot like Philip Rivers, and I feel like you got 20 more years of. Yes, he's a really good quarterback during the regular season, but you're not winning playoff games and championships with him. 
The Dallas Cowboys. I think this is an interesting one. The Dallas Cowboys. Would you keep Dak or would you move on from him and draft one of the top prospects in this year's NFL draft? I'm probably keeping Dak unless you feel like Caleb Williams is Pat Mahomes. I think that situation. Yeah. Like Dak's had a ton of talent yeah. around him, and like, oh yeah, for he's sure. been Tua before Tua. Oh yeah, and, and like you got everything out of Dak that you wanted and more. He was a fourth round draft pick. Like he has far overachieved what his NFL projection would be. But I, I'd be moving on from from Dak Prescott here. I've always, I've always said like Dak Prescott. He's really just Kirk Cousins with a star on his helmet. Now he's yeah. looked a lot better this year. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that Dak Prescott's a guy that if the Cowboys were in this situation, I think it would behoove them to move on from, from Dak to go get younger at the position. But 30 Dallas years is an old, interesting that's, one. That's a, that's a tough one because I do agree with you, right? There's a lot around there, but you have to know. Like, mm-hmm. that's a situation where it's like, do you, like, know that you're getting a god at quarterback because right. you're moving on from a guy who... This season has been in conversation for MVP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a tough one. Yeah. So Dallas, I, I'd put Dallas I, in like a 50 50. Like yeah, I'd say kind of in Miami not. situation. I'd say but. they probably don't move on, but yeah. Philadelphia. Are you moving on from Jalen Hurts if I'm giving you an easy out out of his contract yeah. to go and get Caleb Williams or Drake May? No. Just took me to a Super Bowl. I know there's some downs right now happening with that team. Uh, I think that he's playing through a lot of injury. Um, but I, I, I'm not moving off from him because he seems like, again, he seems like he's a good enough he's, he's a good enough player to get you to a Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. we're starting there. And he seems like he's a legitimate leader in that locker room. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're getting as, as far as leadership with some of these other guys. So I'm probably sticking with Jalen Hurts. I look at it in a kind of a similar situation of, you know, what are you going to – how are you going to build the rest of your team out, right? Because think about – I mean, you've got damn near half of the, the 2021 Georgia National Championship team on your defense <laughs> there, right? Yeah. Like you're, eventually, you're going to want to pay some of those yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. And this kind of gives you an easier way to do that when – because you just committed a lot of money to Jalen Hurts. Yes. You just gave him a big old bag of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you're Philly, you would be considering it. I, I don't know if I would, but I guess I can see your point, Don. I, mm-hmm. I, to me, once you have your quarterback, you just feel like, you, to me, you you try and build around it. And that's even, even with a first overall pick, right? Like, mm-hmm. I look at Jalen Hurts and say, oh, well, he's playing a little down right now. What, what else can we go get him? Hey, go get him another offensive line. Get a draft out. Go get Joe Alt. Go get, right? Like, there's a bunch of things you can add to make his life easier, too. All right, the Giants and the Commanders. Yeah, I think those yeah. are both pretty easy. Not, there, not a big Sam Howe guy. <laughs> no, I don't think. Uh, I don't think anyone in Washington is. <laughs> um, how about this one, the Detroit Lions? Yes, I think they probably would move on from Jared Goff, um, but only if you knew that what was coming was, like I said, amazing. Right? Like, I don't think that they would risk it unless it was a surefire candidate. And I think in Detroit's case too, like Goff makes. Solid money. He doesn't make like top tier quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. money, but you could use some of that money that was coming back your way in a year or two to go build that defense. Yeah, as well. And so they, they need with, some pieces on the other side. I think they would move on. Yeah, I, I I think Detroit would. And you're gonna lose Ben Johnson. So yeah. like, what does that mean? You know, this one I had a different answer for yesterday, 
but I think I may have changed my answer today. The Green Bay Packers. I actually, I think they still would move on. You think they would move on from I Jordan think that Love? They, I think that they have now. They might draft it. Not it's the Packers, right? They'll probably draft a quarterback and sit him behind Jordan Love for two years. Mm-hmm. But I think that they would move on because yes, Jordan Love is playing really good football right now. Um, but I think that that's a system that's in place again that allows him to flourish in it, and he's been a part of that system for four that. years. He also has worked with a super young team. It's the youngest roster yes. in football. You look at his receiving options. I think they, they said they're on pace to be the first team since 2001 where no one is going to catch a pass past the like a, a third year in the NFL of a experience. Yeah, like that to me. It, this is a guy who's helping to make other guys around him better. You look at his numbers this year. He's in all likelihood going to throw for 4,000 yards. He's got 30 touchdowns already this yeah. year, 11 intercepts. Like, he has played very good football this year. I think year. we honestly just don't think of Matt LaFleur the way that we think of a lot of these other offensive gurus, though. Right? Like, we look at Jordan Love and we're like, look, they're doing it again. They got another great quarterback. I'm like, I, I just feel like they've really done a great job of putting an offensive line in front of him that allows him to thrive and a coach that knows how to get guys in a good position to be open. That's fair. Uh, so Green Bay, you're saying... I think they would move on. They would move on. Yeah. I think I think they would pass on it right now for, for Jordan Love, especially given his youth right now at the position. Um, but it, it is one of those 50-50 ones that last week when I first thought about this, <laughs> I, I said, yeah, they would move on, but... I don't know. He's he's shown a lot these last couple. A lot of, of three touchdown games this season. Yeah, uh, Minnesota Vikings. They would move on. Um, we are going to leave the Bears out of this exercise yeah. because we've been talking about it all day. Tampa Bay. Yeah, they're moving. On. They're moving on. Like Baker's not, been great this year, Baker, yeah. but if you have the choice to get someone younger and not pay them versus having to pay Baker a Daniel Jones ish contract, yeah, I'm yeah. probably doing that. Um, New Orleans moving on for sure. Um, you've got the Atlanta Falcons moving on, right? <laughs> Not even on anything. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers. I, with David Tepper in there? Yeah, moving on. But David Tepper is With not David running this. There, it's like, the, it's like the Josh Rosen situation. Right, like Pat, Pat the designer. You are the owner of the, the Carolina Panthers. I would not move on. I would say you need to build your team. Because no no matter what you bring in there, bringing Caleb Williams in there isn't going to fix that your best wide receiver is Adam Thielen, who should have retired two years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, like you traded away DJ Moore, and then we're like, we need a number one wide receiver. You think? You're basically dropping the guy into the situation you just dropped Bryce Young. But if you think that, like, if Caleb Williams was on the board for you last year, and you had the choice Would between Caleb Williams Bryce? versus Bryce Young. I'd you're taking Caleb. Over you'd have taken Caleb. Yeah, but I think I think even with that, right? Like you, you drafted this kid high, and you put him in a situation where it's a no-win situation. Like I, I, if you watch the play calling there, welcome to Chicago last year. Like that's exactly what it looked like. It was just like plays that don't make sense, take too long to develop, an offensive line that can't block anybody, uh, um, receivers that can't find a way to get open in a running game that basically is non-existent because you got rid of Deontay Foreman as well. Damn. I, I'd probably hold on to the quarterback in so that situation and try to build the team. I would I would draft a guy, personally. I think I, I would move on. I think when there is a quarterback there for the taking, 
that you think can be significantly better, I would I would move. But on. you got so many holes. On you do, team. but you you got to trade back at that to build point, that team. Out. At that point, though, you're, you're offloading Bryce Young. Yeah, like you're trading him. So I don't know what you're. Well, I don't what know what value are you getting? For I don't that? know what like, value you're fourth? getting, but <laughs> I think you're getting better than a fourth. But like, it's it, it, I I would still try to improve my quarterback situation as best I could. How about this one? The San Francisco 49ers. This is a weird one here because by drafting Caleb Williams, you're actually paying your quarterback more, more money. Yeah. Like significantly yeah, more money. Yeah, yeah. Um, Probably not. I'm probably sticking with Purdy in this situation because we know it's not him. We know but it's not Purdy. you know Purdy. it's not him and you think one of these quarterbacks can be can something, be him. something uh, yeah, special. That's true. like. And you've already got every. You know, I changed that. I, I'd probably draft him. You draft a guy. I'd draft I, I'm a with guy. you. I would. I would move and on. He, and he's in. What well, was the well, conversation for MVP? He was. Yeah. But his trade value is far greater than what yes. you got him for. Yes. And that is no dead money coming off the books. Yes. Really. And he, that that may be like a fourth or third round pick because I think a lot of teams would look at him and be like, "It's you, Kyle. It's you. You can't yeah. fool us." Right. Yeah. But they would also go, "But can I be you?" Right. Coaches right. are cocky. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Rams. Probably. I think yeah, so, they'd too. Probably move. Like, they'd move off Stafford. I think this would be that's, the... That's more an age thing, though, not yeah, a talent. Yeah, no, for thing. sure. Like, yeah. Stafford's been slinging it lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's looked really good ever since he came back from injury. But when I look at Matt Stafford, like, this could be literally the Alex Smith to Mahomes succession yeah, plan yeah, yeah, that we yeah. saw play out in Kansas City, where, like, the guy there is good. He's playing well. But we can move on. And this doesn't it. mean that you're like getting rid of the quarterback on the other side of that either, right? Like mm-hmm. there's situations where if you had the number one overall pick, you'd draft a guy and you'd be like, no, it's still your team, Stafford. Yeah. We got this guy. Last two here, Seattle and Arizona. Seattle, yes. Arizona, yes. I would I, agree with you. I, I don't Especially think if that, I'm putting in the caveat that you can get out of the quarterback contract. Yeah. The, the, I, I, I think they might not be able to get out of the quarterback contract and they may still draft a quarterback this year. Yeah, that's like, true. I really do believe that. Yeah. So the way that my compilation here worked out, I had 20 teams in the NFL would draft a guy, yes. would draft the quarterback this year. You have four teams that I think are 50-50 and you've had seven teams that like where they're at with their quarterback situation. Yeah. Like, I, I think that speaks to the quarterback play in the NFL right now. Yeah. Right? Like, you kind of look at it and you're just like, all right, like, this guy, guys play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, but it doesn't feel like the league is just bursting with all of this amazing quarterback talent everywhere, right? Like, Trevor Lawrence is one of the top 15 guys, and I think he's had a horrible season. Yeah. And I mean, I think he's been, a, like, he's been the up, like I said, the highs are high, the lows are god yeah. off. And, and maybe a lot of what Trevor is dealing with is based off of pedigree, right? Like, Trevor Lawrence, when we and, and I know we throw around the term generational quarterback, but like yeah. him coming in was truly like one of those generational situations. It felt like that from the way he played at Clemson. I mean, he led him to a national championship as a freshman. Yeah, uh, like he truly looked like a generational prospect. And then he gets to the NFL, and so far, he's he's got the playoff win under his belt. But like you said, there are a lot of peaks and valleys with Trevor. Yeah. And, and, like, you put them side-by-side side against some of the other quarterbacks in terms of numbers, 
they it looks pretty equal, but sometimes you watch ability and you're like, okay, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the league that can make that type of throw there. Yeah, and I think that's that's the part for me. Like even like the Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields conversation to me are the one that need to be held the the closest together because when I look at both of those situations, I'm kind of like, are they going to allow Trevor to develop down it? Because I think he's going to get better. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he has talent. But he was the first overall pick, and yeah. it seems like all of the focus in the world is on, are the Bears off of Justin Fields? Trevor Lawrence has not lived up to that first overall pick yet. Or, or, uh, um, the hype. And the, the hype, yeah, right. The like the, feeling, how, yeah. how, the how high the highs are. The, the mm-hmm. pedigree, right. He, he's not lived up to that at all. Has Justin Fields lived up to being maybe the 11th pick? Maybe not. But you kind of still look at it and go, with both situations, I can see this guy getting better. I could see things moving in the right direction with both of these guys. I, I guess the one difference here is the one of these guys win. has a playoff win. <laughs> yeah, one of these and, guys has a winning record right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Like, and, and, and that's the biggest difference. At the end of the day, it's about winning games. I also think that he's got a head coach that's not going to take him out of games. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and, and an offensive play caller that's not mm-hmm. going to say, you know, the second half is here. You know what we're not going to do? <laughs> We're not going to put the ball in Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is throwing the ball in the second half of games. Yeah. 312-332-3776. We'll take all of your phone calls if you want to react to our teams that would and would not take quarterbacks for this upcoming NFL draft. We'll take all your calls when we come back. Also, we are leading you into the Rose Bowl, Alabama and Michigan coming up at four. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle and Sylvie. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Charlie Bevins and Kevin Zipak for producing today's show. We've got the Rose Bowl coming up next. Alabama and Michigan, playoff game number one. That'll be followed by Texas and Washington. So it should be some great college football right here on ESPN 1000. Don't forget, you can listen as well on the ESPN Chicago app. Pat, we've been talking a lot of fields. Oh, yeah. A lot of Eberflus today. All this stuff. It's all part of the equation. Let's take a few more calls before we get on out of here. Darren is in Haywarden, Iowa. What's up, Darren? Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's going on, Darren? Um, okay. We all watched Justin Fields play at Ohio State. And when he played there, he played on a pretty good offensive line. He played with two great big receivers, like Aleve and that guy from the Jets. I can't think of the guy's name. But they are Pro Bowl receivers. This year he come into the league, he looks better than a year ago because he's playing with a hell of a receiver at D.J. Moore. If you add another receiver with him, like a Marvin Harrison Jr., you're going to find out how big of a yeah. jump this guy would Yeah, we got to run, him. Darren, but thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you're going to have a chance to get a, a weapon in this draft, and I think one of them is actually playing tonight, Roma Dunze <laughs> for Washington, so I would keep an eye on him. All right, that's going to do it. Pat, thanks for sitting in with me. We've got the Rose Bowl coming up next, Alabama and Michigan. This is Waddle and Sylvie.